Well, I want to share with you um, just a little bit. Um, most of you have heard me say I'm in a, um, in a study group, men's group with uh, Andy and Todd and about 40 other men uh, every, every day. Um, and um, <clears throat> it's called Record Breakers. And we've been in it for six weeks now. And, and just um, every morning there's, a, there's a, um, a deal we get on the computer and just all of us. And, and it's just, just really good. And then during the week, a couple nights a week, we have a, a Zoom call. And, and um, just, really, just really building, building, um, building up men. And um, to, for the body of Christ, and um, for kingdom, and whenever um, this past week was just an awesome, awesome week, um, and and Andy was was sharing, and, and he made a comment, and and <clears throat> that that just really just just grabbed me, and he was talking about Peter Lord, the um, he was pastor of First Baptist Titusville for many many years. And um, and then he uh, planted a church, uh, Park City, I think, or something, Parker Avenue or something there outside of uh, Titusville. But Andy had gone to a conference and was was um, was with Jack, which that's um, Jack's Andy's Jack's nephew. Y'all know that. <clears throat> and Peter was there, and Jack was there. I think Charles Carn was there. Some of the others, and they were speaking. And Andy got an opportunity to, to, to talk to Peter Lord. And he said, what would you do different? You've been 60-something years in the ministry. What would you, if you had it to do over again, what would you do different? And this was Peter Lord's response. He said, I'd preach less. I'd preach less. I wouldn't preach as much. Last night, I, I was looking him up. <clears throat> and I, and I, I, I just want to share some things with you. Because see, this is my heart. I said it at the beginning, and I really said it at the beginning when I took over as pastor three years ago. That I didn't want... I might have said a little stronger than this. <laughs> But I wasn't going to be just your pastor. I didn't want to be a pastor. Okay? God didn't call me to be a pastor in the American sense. Okay? Let me clarify that because some of you are getting off track here. Kind of getting some things running through your head. What I said at the very beginning, I don't want to just come and do church. And the same way I say about that is I just don't want to be somebody that shows up on Sunday and gives you a little sermonette and tells you a little story and gives you three points and a poem and the choir sing a special and we go home. And nothing's changed. Nothing's different. Folks are still dying. Nobody's getting healed. Nobody's seeing signs and wonders. Nothing's happening. But we went to church. No, I don't want any of that. No. I want to see the power of God fall. I want to see God do something. I want to see God be God. 
I want to create a place to where He's welcome to do whatever He wants to. I had a great opportunity this week. A, a, a young man that I... We ain't young no more, but we went to school together. And he used to go to church. He was raised in the Methodist church. And, 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 and I'd gone out to Dan's Hardware to pick up some stuff for the, for, the, um, for the coffee shop and we were working. And he came in the door and he seen me and he come over and hugged me and and we just, he just, how you doing? And he said, what you got, what, what y'all got on the corner? And I told him. And we just began to share. And he just began to share with me how he's got out of church. And he said, he said, Rodney, I was just, I, I, I couldn't do it no more. I was just tired of all the, I, I never could measure up. Whatever I'd done, I got in trouble for. But he said, Rodney, I just, I've just quit. He said, I feel like I'm closer to the Lord now than I've ever been in all my life. And I don't even go to church. Ooh, that don't even feel good in the South, does it? That ain't even right. But I'm going to tell you what. It's right. And that's a sad, that's a sad analogy. But it's right. Because church is turned in. We've allowed church to turn into something that God did not intend it to do. It's not what He's died for. And as long as I'm here, it may be the last Sunday, I don't know. But as long as I'm here, that will not be the case. I told him, I said, and I almost called his name, and I don't want to call his name. I said, many Sundays you'll hear me say, this ain't a deacon-run church. He said, that's I, I said, it ain't a preacher-run church. This is God's house. It's God's house. And God makes leads us and we follow the Father. We're not following any man. We're not going. Nobody's running this place. You don't have to worry about sitting in the wrong seat. Some of you have changed seats 15 times because when you get here late, somebody's in your chair. And not once have anybody come up to me and say, now you're going to have to do something with so-and-so because they're sitting on my pew. We ain't even got pews, so we can't even say that anymore. We're not about that. Okay? And listen. And the title of the message is Evaluating the Kingdom at Auburn Heights. What does the kingdom look like here? Okay? Not what does the church look like. What does the kingdom of God look like in this place? Amen? James chapter 1, verse 23 says, Be a doer of the Word and not a hearer only. Be a doer. We need some doers. Amen? We need somebody that grabs a hold to the kingdom of God and goes after it. We need some seekers seeking after the Father. Going after the Father. We don't need pew warmers. We don't need chair warmers. We don't need nobody just sitting around. No, God's called us all to get in the ball game. Amen? Yeah. And so last night I was studying and just I, I, I looked up some stuff on Peter Lord. And um, Debbie went to a youth camp there. Um, a few years ago, and she remembers meeting him and hearing him preach, and and um, <clears throat> so I just want to give you some things that he said. These the two guys, and I didn't get their names, but two guys had went down and were visiting with him, and they went to the Cracker Barrel at um, in Titusville, and he said for about an hour there we shared his profound insight on spiritual matters while he munched on a biscuit with jelly. That was funny. We asked Dr. Lord 
what he thought about church in America. And he said, I ain't the only one. See? This was his quote. It's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. We all laughed. Our spirits tweaked about what he meant. He told us that he thought it could be a lot better. It can be a lot better. And that he wouldn't recommend having a church of more than 12 people. Once you get larger than that, the weak people don't speak up. And church, he said, was particularly for the weak. I want you to think about this. Because I'm going to tell you, when Andy, told, when Andy said that on the, on the, Zoom, on the Zoom call, that, that what Peter said, that I would preach less. And he said, I would do more, I would do more one-on-one and more small group pouring into men and women. Than just having a big church service. He had a large church. But my heart would be, and listen, and listen, that, that just lines up with what we're doing. I'm gonna get to what we're doing here in a minute. Okay, and it's good. I'm a, I'm I'm real happy. But that's where the importance of small group is. Small groups. When you can get together and sit around the table for an hour, two hours, and just, and just talk about the Word of God, and, 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 and find out what, what, what my brother and my sister are struggling with. Not, not just come in here and sit down and this is the day the Lord has made and go out and not be changed. No. And that's all that Peter's saying. He's saying that, that it can be so much better. Why? Because we do it like Jesus done it. And we get those small groups together. And like Sunday school this morning, Brother Howard was up there teaching the Word of God. And the men were communicating back and forth to him. And they were sharing the Word of God. This is what he said. If he could have done it over again, he, would have preached so, he wouldn't have preached so much. No one remembers what you say anyway. Y'all might as well say amen. Because if it ain't something I said last week that made you mad, you don't, <laughs> you don't remember. Huh? Now I know your spirit does. But catch on to what he's saying. See, we've, we've bought into this. We've bought into this. And this is what I, this is, I'm not against the church. I'm for the church 100%. If it's done like Jesus wants it done. Amen? But just to come together and have a gathering, we can do that at the golf course. We can have a social club. That's what social clubs are. Get together and have a have a have a but but where can we go that we can sense and feel the presence and the power of God? Where I can come into a building and I know that God's there. And I've had a hard week. And I've got this news, brother Rodney. What are you going to say today that can lift up my spirit? 
What are you going to say today? What can you tell me from God's holy word? What are you going to say that will, that will give me hope to walk next week? The well don't need a physician. The well don't need a physician. The sick need a physician. And this house will be a house for the sick to come into. And listen, they come looking. Remember the little story I told you? Bill Johnson shared? She came to see me hoping to see you but all she saw was me. God help Rodney. When somebody walks through that door, help Caleb, help Jody, help whoever's standing behind this sacred desk. When they come to see me, they see you. Evaluating the kingdom in Auburn Heights. I want to read you one more quote that he said because I thought it was good. He said, despite, let me read this to you. Despite the fact that he has long since retired, he still meets regularly with a handful of people each week and helps them with fundamentals, the fundamentals of Christian discipleship. It seems that toward the end of his life, Dr. Lord has attained a wonderful focus. And when I read that, I was just like, wow, God. God, help me to lead our church in a wonderful focus. Not just to be a church. Not just to exist. Not just to have a service on Sunday. Not just to do this, this, and that. But to have a focus of the kingdom of God in what you want of us. This is a story I want to read to you. Dr. Lord told us the story of driving past a billboard advertising 60 million lottery jackpots. He sincerely prayed to God, Lord, give me the numbers and, and I'll give every penny to missions. He admitted that he really believed God would give him the numbers. He received this answer from the Lord. If I thought gold could change the world, I would have sent gold instead of my son. That'll make you go, hmm. Stand up straight. If I thought gold could change the world, I would have sent gold instead of my son. Wow. He goes on to say that God chose man to get his job done. And that's where we come into play. God chose us to bring the kingdom. To exhibit the kingdom. He's not looking for anything else. There's the last statement on, that, on this next page. It says, it says um, there's not a plan B. There's not a plan B. God has chosen us to bring the kingdom. To live the kingdom. Four areas I want to just comment on us that we're doing and I'm thankful for. Things we're doing. We continue to strengthen our foundation. When I started, I say continue because we had a strong foundation when I started. Pastor Wayne done an awesome job. But he told me several times, my ceiling will be your floor. 
And you continue to build on it. So that's why I said continue. We continue to strengthen the foundation here. I don't know about you, but I'm proud of this foundation that we have here. I'm proud that people can, people will call on the phone and say, I heard your church prays and believes that cancer can be healed. We've had that happen. Yes, be here Wednesday night. Be here Sunday morning. Be here Sunday night. Be, you know, that's back when, when uh, before COVID. Yes, and we'll believe with you. Yeah, we continue to strengthen the foundation. I forget who it was. We had the logo in, 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 in kind of our theme for the last few years when I was youth minister. And um, it was 75 strong. And I forget who the pastor was. He said, but he was praying. And he told the Lord, he said, when he, he was leaving the church, and he said, Lord, when I got there, they were, there was 150. But I left it 75 strong. They had 150 when I got there, but I cleared out half of them. <laughs> but I left them 75 strong. Boy, that's been my theme ever since, like I said, the youth. And I want us to continue. I don't know what God's doing. I don't know what God's up to. I know He's up to good stuff. But if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do, the Bible says? So we've got to have a strong foundation. And that strong foundation comes from strong people that are kingdom-minded, that are hungry and thirsting for God, not just wanting to have church, don't want to just have a little service and a little sermonette from the preacher, and if he ruffles my feathers, so be it. It's okay. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. You know, sometimes I need correcting. Sometimes I need to be challenged, and it's okay. I'm not going to get mad and take my ball and go home. You know, no, I'm here. And I'm committed. And I'm believing God to do some great and mighty things. Second of all, increasing our faith level. I can see the faith level of this house growing. I can see that we're starting to believe. We're starting to believe that God is who He says He is. And we're starting to believe that I'm, I'm who He says He is. Amen? I'm starting to believe that I, that I am special. I'm starting to believe that God has a plan for my life. And as our faith increases, and our belief system increases, God says without faith it's impossible to please God. As our faith level grows in this house, people will be able to come in. People will be able to walk into this house and feel the presence of God and not just be an ordinary church service and experience something they've never experienced before in all of their life. Hallelujah. Yes. Disease just begins to fall off. Just be healed of stuff you didn't even know you had. Amen? Why? Because you was in the presence of God. Yeah. Strengthen our faith, Lord. We, I shared that with you a few weeks ago. The disciples prayed, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Third of all, worship is growing. Amen? Worship is growing in this house. You're getting into worship. You're not just coming and singing. We're not just... No. No. It's growing in this house and it's getting more and more intense. Why? Because we're believing what we're singing. There's no prison wall you can't tear down. There's no broken body you can't raise. And we're not just singing it 
We're not just, yeah, yeah, we really don't believe that, but that's what's on the screen. Bull. No, I believe that. Do it again, Lord. You've done it once. Do it again. We're starting to believe that. Yeah. And when faith begins to rise in this house, you'll see God show up. You'll see God do some things. You'll see miracles start to happen. He can't do nothing but that, folks. He's got to go to His Word. He's got to line up to His Word. He cannot go against His Word. What happened the other day? I was sharing. My heart was just broken for Brandy and Adam. And I couldn't say it that morning because they had not shared it. But during the invitation, Adam came down here. And what happened? Boom, 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 boom. I mean, first news you know, there was five guys around him. I mean, just whoo, like a buzzard on a dead mule. Where'd that come from, Ed? Well, I heard Jensen preach on donkeys this morning. I guess that may be where it comes from. But listen, that's what it's about. Brother, you ain't down here by yourself. You ain't down here begging. You ain't down here by your... No, if you come here, there's going to be somebody come after you. Why? Because we believe it. We're not just here playing church. I'm not going to pastor a place that just plays church. Give me my last check, we'll ride off into the sunset. But I'm not doing it. And that may offend some of you, but I'm sorry, but I'm not doing it. Debbie's got a shirt that says, I ain't doing it. And I don't want to be a part of something dead. I don't want to be a part of something that just... just what's the Scripture? They have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. I don't want to be a part of that. Jesus says, dust your feet off and get on down the road, Rodney. i got bigger things and greater things to do. But that's not the case here. Hallelujah. Miss Mitch, you ought to say hallelujah because we'd be unemployed if it was. <laughs> Worship is growing. Belief is growing. Strength in the foundation is growing. This church is doing well. I'm excited about what God's doing. I'm excited that I can bring my wife here. I can sit down in this house and she can feel the presence of God and we can believe that God's going to do a creative miracle. We can believe that God's going to eradicate cancer from her body. We can believe. We can believe. We can believe. Why? Because there's, an, there's, a, there's, a, there's a volume of faith in this house. Yes. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a measure of faith is a better word. There's a measure of faith in this house that God's going to do something. And it just ain't for preachers and preachers' wives. It's for you too. Yeah, i got to quit. That's inward. The first two years, I really don't count this last year because it's been kind of crazy, but the first two years the Lord just had me focus on us getting established. Me as your pastor and just getting some things. We, we said it all along, Ed, that um, you know, we got we to gotta get ready for what God's doing. And I know the first two years was that. But now the Lord is beginning to carry us instead of looking inwardly, 
He's beginning to take us outwardly. Okay? And that's what's going to happen in the days to come. One of those things already is common grounds on the corner. What God's doing through common grounds. And we're going to have a Sunday where we just have testimonies of things that have happened up there and things that are going on up there. But common grounds is the first step of looking outwardly. Okay? The Lord had us looking inwardly, getting established, and we are. And we're doing good. And we see a lot of things happening that are great. But the Lord's going to begin to take us out there. Okay? Get ready. Get ready. We can't sit here and train for years and years and years, can we? We've got to put our training out there. So what we have, what we have enjoyed here, we've got to get it out there. We've got to begin to talk about it. We've got to begin to share. And some of you are. Most of us are. Okay? I'm just saying, that's, that's, that's where we're going next. So, so I, I close this morning with, what's your part? What's your part? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to join in? Are you going to be a part? I know you will. But I want you to think about that. Lord, what's my part? What's my part in this place? What's my part? See, I hope you say I have the same, I hope you have the same feeling that I have, the same desires, that I want to see this place. Be exceedingly abundantly more than ever he could ever ask or think. I'm not here just to go to church. I'm not just here to do whatever. No. I'm here to see the Father. And I'm here to see him exceedingly abundantly, greater than he did in the past. Do it again. How do we do that, Brother Rodney? I don't know. Go after him. Start praying. Pray, pray more. Don't call, not because you have to, because you get to. Pray more. Father, show me. What's my part? What's my part? You may not understand everything. I don't understand everything. Caleb come to me last week, a week before last. When I was talking about the Lord's Supper. And he said, Ani told me, you said this and this. What are we, what are, what, which one? I said, is that all she told you? He said, well, yeah. I said, well, she left out the most important part. She did? Yeah. Well, what was the most important part? I said, the most important part was, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the Lord's Supper. I said, Caleb, I don't understand all of it right now. I don't. The Lord hadn't revealed it to me. I said, but what I do know is there's more to it than what we've been doing. There's more to it. Does the bread turn? Does the blood? I don't know. I don't know, Caleb. You're asking me questions. You went to school too long. Should have quit a year earlier. I don't know. The table was sitting here. That's why I'm doing it right here. I don't know what this is. But what I do know that the Father has put in my spirit that there's more to this than we've ever experienced in all of our life as good old Baptists. 
On many occasions, it's been tagged on. And I'm not saying that in a bad way, okay? Again, let me, let me preface that with the fact that most pastors only do what they know to do. They don't do it, they're not trying to do it the wrong way. They just don't know. They're like me. I've done it that way for 50 years, 40 years. Oh, it's just a cup and a piece of cracker, and it's out the door. No. In the last years, we've been walking in this. And now I don't know. But I know there's more to it. And Paula was saying, you know, Brother Ryan, that's kind of like the Catholics. You, you turn into Catholic? No, you turn into Catholic. Don't, don't think I am. Might be. I don't know. No, I'm not. But it ain't about, I love the Catholics. It's not about that. It's about God, what is this for Rodney? What is this for Auburn Heights? What is it? Because there's more to this thing called the, the communion with God. There's more to it. And I hope you have that hunger. I hope you have that hunger to know Him in the power of His resurrection. I want to know Him. I want to see His power demonstrated. When you come here and you're hurting, and you're broken, and your marriage is falling apart, or whatever's going on in your life, if I can just get to the house of God, there's been many occasions. Many occasions. God, if I can just get to the house, I'll be alright. If I can just get to... I'll be alright. Why? Because he, this is His dwelling. And I know I can experience Him everywhere I can. But there's something special. And you've experienced it too. And I want that to grow. I want that to grow. I want it to grow in your spirit. I want it to grow in your heart. Father, Lord, I don't want to just do church. I want to experience you in greater measure. Lord, there was anointing back in the day. And it wasn't just with the disciples. There's been mighty moves of God around the world ever since the beginning of time. Lord, You've done miraculous things. And Father, that hadn't stopped. Lord, we don't see much of it in America for whatever reason. There's many, and I'm not going to get into that. But God, I know in third world countries and other places, miracles are happening because that's all they got. If you don't show up, it ain't going to happen. They don't have hospitals. They don't have medicine. They don't have whatever. If you don't show up, it don't happen. But God, on so many occasions, you've showed up. 
Lord, I don't know, but I'm hungry and thirsty for you. And I'm like Peter, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have, I want to give away. And Lord, as you begin to send us outwardly, as you begin to, as you already have, move us, take in the strong foundation that we have, and all the things that I talked about, God, you, you're, you're, you're going to show yourself strong and mighty. And Peter said, I don't have all that, but what I do have, I'll give you, and that's Jesus. And Lord, as we begin this journey outwardly, we just want to take you. And listen to me, Auburn Heights. You can be just like your pastor. You can say, I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is Jesus. And that's all you need. You don't have, you don't have to know. You know, I'm just not a great theologian. Well, I ain't either. But what I do have, I'm going to give it away. And I got love and I got Jesus. And that will win. Because most posts don't want to know. Brother Wayne, you say this all the time. Most folks don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. So let's start with love. And let's start with Jesus. And the rest to figure itself out. Amen? Yeah. So Father, thank You. Thank You for Your Word. We bless You this day in Jesus' name.